This is going to be so good, you guys. Welcome to Art Talk with April. I'm April Harris. I'm the artist of Inked April, located in Birmingham, Alabama. And this podcast is going to be about all things art. We'll talk about books, invite some artists to interviews, and much, much more. Let's get started. So today I wanted to talk to you about um, this book, Still Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. I avoided this book for years, for years and years and years, <laughs> just because it said Still Like an Artist on it. 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative. And Still Like an Artist is a fantastic book. Austin Cleon has several books in a series, and this is the first. Um, it is a lovely little small book. However, it's one that you could just zoom straight through. Um, very small book, very life-changing. So Still Like an Artist, these are the chapter titles. Don't wait until you know who you are to get started. Write the book you want to read. Create the art you want to see. Use your hands. Side projects and hobbies are important. The secret. Do good work and share it with people. Emphasis on share it with people. <laughs> Geography is no longer our master. Be nice. The world is a small town. Be boring. It's the only way to get work done. Creativity is subtraction. So, very first quote in the book, Pablo Picasso, art is theft. Second quote in the book, T.S. Eliot, immature poets imitate. Mature poets steal. Bad poets deface what they take and good poets make it into something better or at least something different. The good poet wields his theft into a whole of feeling which is unique, utterly different from that which it was torn. All of his advice is autobiographical. <laughs> And there's a 19-year-old image of him. Um, so let's get on to Still Like an Artist. How to look at the world like an artist. So is it worth stealing? No. Then move on to the next thing. Is it worth stealing? Yes. Then move on to the next thing. Every artist gets asked the question. Where do you get your ideas? The honest artist answers, I steal them. How does an artist look at the world? First, you figure out what's worth stealing. Then you move on to the next thing. And so basically the concept of this is that nothing is original, you know, and our lives as artists 
all creative work builds on what came before. So when you think about, you know, you know artists who are maybe doing things similar to an artist previously, but it's not the same. They were inspired by maybe the colors or the shapes or the lines, and then that was pulled into their work. So one of the things that you'll find in my own artwork is the presence of women um, and flowers and hearts, like human anatomically correct hearts, um, skeletons. They're kind of very symbolic. So my artwork is completely my own. I use reference images where um, maybe I'm trying to get the way someone is standing or the way some somebody's hands are being held but I don't copy it exactly. I draw it from the reference and I'm usually taking that piece of the body or the face or the flower or the heart and I'm putting these things together. You know, there will be possibly a bird or an owl or something like that and I've got an image of an owl. I've got an image of a woman um, facing in a certain posture. And then I've got an image of some hands that are in a certain posture. Maybe I've got a set of flowers that I really like. And it's like, these are just um, royalty-free images on the internet. I take those reference images. Sometimes I have a book with reference images in there. I mean, it, these these references can come from anywhere. They can come from real life. They can come from movies. They can come from anything, right? And it all just kind of comes together and creates something new. It's like you're taking the ingredients that someone used in a different recipe and a different meal and making your own recipe. And that's what it means to steal like an artist. That's what it means to look at the world like an artist. So one of the things that I use in my art, as I mentioned, is the anatomical heart and skeletons and women and flowers and animals and birds and things like that. Well, a lot of this is very similar to Frida Kahlo's work. And however, she was doing self-portraits or portraits of people that she knew. And she also had a lot of the same sort of illustrative kind of style. You know, she used different colors and things like that than what I, I'm doing. And I'm trying to create something with like watercolor, that something that looks like watercolor and inks. And she's using um, oils or acrylics or drawing with graphite or something like that. So we're talking about being inspired by a very famous artist and putting that almost through a life filter where you're inspired by this person and you're inspired by a lot of things. It's not just 
this artist, right? Because I love Georgia O'Keeffe. One of the reasons why you will find a lot of flowers in my artworks, because I love flowers. I love Georgia O'Keeffe. And so those things are two inspiring elements that have come into my recipe, right? Um, owls. Love Harry Potter. Love Labyrinth. Um, you know, you'll find some fantasy things, um, fairy tale story type things. I love Tim Burton. I love Jim Henson. I love Brian Froud. You know, the Dark Crystal and the Labyrinth and all these things that, you know, have come together to create my own version of. I'm inspired by. So it's like a combination of things. So it's not like I'm going out and being like, okay, this is her formula. This is this artist's formula. I'm going to do it like that. It's not like that at all. You are inspired by those things. You see those things. You take them in. And in my personal case, as an artist, I think about what those things mean to me because I like to use symbolism in my work. So let's say you take the anatomical correct human heart. Um, sometimes I'll have it bleeding. Sometimes there will be things growing out of it, um, plants or flowers um, or uh, branches sometimes there'll be branches wrapped around it or a bird or you know fish um, koi fish around it things like that the heart for me can symbolize different things the second chapter in this book don't wait until you know who you are to get started so um, I just actually got off an interview with a fellow artist. And one of the things that we talked about was um, the process of learning who you are and becoming connected to your voice and your style and what you want to explore as an artist. It's a really painfully eye-opening experience to realize that you're not going to have that all figured out and that it takes sometimes years, decades to come to a place where you really know yourself. Go ahead and start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be already figured out. And you can change your mind and you can go in a different direction and you can be inspired by something else. Um, this happens all the time in a lot of artists' lives and their expression of that art. And there are artists who will completely change mediums, completely change subject matters. It, it's not about the final product. It's about that journey. And your style, your voice is that journey. It's, it's as if your work is an illustrated book about your journey. And so that was one of the things that was just like, it completely froze me up 
in my 20s when I was so consumed with, okay, what is my style? What am I going to do? What am I, am I going to be an illustrator? Am I going to be a children's book illustrator? Am I going to do portraits? Am I going to do paintings? You know, it was like I had to find my path and I was obsessed and I had to figure it out and where I wanted to go with it and what I wanted to do. It was a struggle to come to a place where I knew where I wanted to go. And even to this day, in my mid-40s, I can tell you that you are still going to be on this journey. You are still going to be processing the world, just like every human being on the planet is processing their lives and processing the world around them and learning who they are step by step, day by day. And that is what creates your body of work. And that is what creates your style and your voice. Unfortunately, I do think that journeys are a lot more twisty and turny and, you know, corkscrew and, you know, like a big mess. It's not point A to point B. It's more like years and years and years to figure it out. If you're trying to figure this out in your 20s, breathe. (laughs) Breathe. If you're trying to figure this out in your 30s, breathe. (laughs) Take a deep breath. And if you're trying to figure this out in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s and you're still trying to figure it out all the way through, breathe. That isn't, that isn't the purpose. The purpose is your journey, your unique expression of your life, your experiences, your thumbprint on the world. Next, a really big part of this book that I absolutely love is that he stresses sharing your work. And another thing that this past interview with an artist, we talked about hanging your work up in your office or in your studio or hanging your work up so that you can see it. Um, It's not about like uh, showing off, you know, Ooh, look at my work. Look at all my beautiful work that I've made. You know, it's not that. (laughs) I think anybody who is, a professional artist and by professional I don't necessarily mean that you're being paid and that it's your career or anything like that your heart is is a professional and you're working through your journey you're working through your story and you're learning along the way so you put your work up so you can see it so that you can Remember where you've been. Remember what didn't work, what did work, and what you want to explore further. So what you want to do next. So it's just a matter of you're making decisions along your journey and having your work up so that you can see it. it sh- it's showing you where you've been. And it helps you to proceed to the next thing. 
very, very helpful as an artist, especially if you're working in a series and you're trying to keep kind of a consistent look and feel and feeling and you're wanting to really dig down deep and explore a specific thing within a series, being able to see where you've gone and what you've done keeps you in that space so that you're not getting distracted and going off course and not staying on the path that you really wanted to take. So, awesome book. Quick read. Very, very worth it. I highly recommend this book. And the next review that I'm going to do is his second book, I believe, in the series, Show Your Work. Yes. Show Your Work. He even has a Still Like an Artist journal. That's pretty cool. I have not actually looked at that. It's got prompts for writing and doodling and drawing and all kinds of explorations and inspirations there. So, dude, check this out. I mean, like really good and super short. So it doesn't take forever to read through. And I got to say, I love how it looks. <laughs> I love the design of it. So. I hope you enjoy this book review. I hope you really enjoy this podcast. Please subscribe so that I know you're out there, so that I know you're listening. Like it, share it so that other artists can see it. And if you're an artist and are interested in being interviewed on this podcast, Art Talk with April, please message me and we will get you on here. Bye. Thank you for listening to Art Talk with April. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe.